I'm joined in the studio by Ombre Schultz of Passerelle ASBL. For listeners who may be hearing you for the first time, Ombre, can you give a brief summary of the work Passerelle does? Passerelle is uh, supporting refugees and asylum seekers in their administrative and legal procedure here in Luxembourg. We have a legal unit cell composed by lawyers, legal practitioners, professors and universities. And we do research about uh, case law, about specific cases related to asylum seekers and fundamental rights in Luxembourg. So you've been working with refugees from Syria, Afghanistan, Iran, Venezuela, Iraq for years now. Has the invasion of Ukraine had an impact on your work? For sure, for sure it did. And uh, we receive now people who are fleeing the conflict uh, of uh, that's happening right now in Ukraine. Uh, these people have a lot of questions about their rights in Luxembourg, uh, about it's not only people fleeing the conflict that are coming, it's also people who want to welcome them, who don't know how to help, who don't know what are the conditions to welcome someone. So, yeah, there are a lot of legal questions that are going to also arise uh, because they launched um, the directive uh, about temporary protection now for the first time. So, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of questions coming from this. Uh. You mentioned the temporary protection directive. What is that and why is that different? So the directive... Uh, related to temporary protection is a directive that was uh, launched for the first time now for the conflict in Ukraine and um, it exists in 2001 and for the first time European uh, countries, member states, they were actually agreeing on launching this this, uh, directive and this directive is made for um, a a big influx of people um, when it's going to be too difficult to examine uh, every uh, asylum request one by one. So this is made to give a protection for one year, so depending on the situation, but now one year to these people who are fleeing the Ukraine conflict. And um, and yes, uh, many questions will arise because it's indeed the first time that it's ha- it has been uh, launched in Europe. So there are questions, but in, but overall, you embrace the fact that this solidarity has been shown. Yes, it's uh, it's very it's very we strongly support and we are uh, really in favor of this uh, this huge uh, expression of support that mm. European mm. people are showing. It shows that it's possible. It mm. shows that people can see uh, that these people are fleeing actual conflict and actual persecution. So, yeah, it's very encouraging and it's encouraging also for the future. We hope that this is going to last in long term. And, of course, uh, there has been some, let's say, disturbing um, uh, speeches in the press mm-hmm. about uh, about why these people need to be... Uh, welcome more than others and we really want to emphasize on okay this uh, this uh, mobilization and this support needs to be applied without regarding the nationalities of people arriving and mm. fleeing persecution and i mean really uh, the reality is there are already 3000 i think it is uh, ukrainian residents in luxembourg so on day 1 of the invasion um, since then, they've worked tirelessly and have been extremely well organised. But are you surprised by the speed of individuals to react? It seemed to be individuals who were reacting faster than governments, actually. Uh, 
that's actually true and we have uh, we had we have had some people coming to our offices and it was actually like families who wanted who were really willing to help but didn't know exactly where they could be they could be um helpful and people saying okay i have an extra room how can i how can i help someone how can i welcome someone and uh, yeah it was very and it actually is still very frustrating because we have a lot of questions about what kind of rights these people will have once they get temporary protection um so yes this is not we we of course see that this is something new and also the government has to take the time to it it takes huge work so there are many questions arising from from this also from the people willing to help but this is a huge your contact with the government is the information flow have you got quite a good relationship with the 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 ministry that is responsible so yes we have in general we have communication with the authorities uh it can be as passerelle the association passerelle but also we are a member of the LFR so the collective réfugié luxembourg and uh, and th- through through this collective we also have uh communication with the authorities and our wishes with the LFR is to create a dialogue because we want also to help and to give true information to the people we are we are working with well i, I think also perhaps the information that you have is relevant actually we are uh, working now on because this directive was transposed in national law and we are actually working on seeing okay what how has it been transposed to luxembourgish law and for example like one of the example we we saw is that um the um, the directive european directive says okay people who have uh who are beneficiary of temporary protection needs to have uh what's called titre de séjour and in luxembourg it has been uh it has been transposed in um in um attestation so we don't quite know if uh, this attestation will become uh, titre de séjour or yes how it will be do you understand jean asselborn's statement that individuals need to stop transporting people from the borders of ukraine to luxembourg without first having accommodation organized I think it's very important to see long term and to have actually uh, places where these people can be welcome to. I can understand there is a um, there is a concern about trafficking, child trafficking. That's what they said in their mm-hmm. communication. This I understand this is a concern for sure. This mm-hmm. is something imp- What are the most pressing unanswered questions that you have for the government? We've had a lot of people reporting back to us it was people our beneficiaries but also people citizens of luxembourg who were asking themselves questions um so you know that uh, people from fleeing ukraine uh, are welcome in the shuk so shuk is the structure d'hébergement d'urgence au kirchberg so it's an emergency shelter and before this structure was um, hosting people who were in the D- dublin procedure it means luxembourg said they were not responsible to see if yes or no these people could become refugees there were there was a systematic uh, home custody for these people assignation à residence it means all the men who were who are single so not married and without family in luxembourg all the men were placed in this shuk shelter and 
it was uh, systematic without any concern about their vulnerabilities. So this is the, the facility exactly. at the Lux Expo, Exactly, yep. mm-hmm. exactly. This is the structure in Kirchberg where now people from Ukraine are being welcomed for a few days. And this is how it should be used. It's an emergency shelter in emergency situation, not for uh, to put people who are actually normal asylum seekers, even though they are in the Dublin procedure, ah. they, they, are, they are supposed to be normal asylum seekers seekers and therefore they should be placed uh, and and hosted in normal facilities for asylum seekers now these people have been transferred to Vantaraction. we understand there is an emergency situation but we are wondering long term where these people are going to go because Vantaraction is a action diver it's a place uh, to host homeless people during winter and long term are the asylum seekers that have been transferred to Vantaraction, are they going to have a place in a normal shelter for asylum seekers? Okay, so we're talking about people from Afghanistan, from Syria, who exactly. were waiting for the paperwork to be processed, and they've now been, been sent to uh, this facility in Findel. What is actually going to happen to them now? Exactly, and there was a true feeling uh, of, you know, uh, we're moving us, and we mean less. This is mm-hmm. what people felt. Mm-hmm. So this is an important question to arise because it's very important not to create tension be- between different nationalities Absolutely. because everyone is seeking protection, Ukrainians and uh, people who were in Ukraine before and the people who are in Luxembourg since already. And have you had any response from the government on that? Or is this something, have you tabled these questions to them? We we communicate about uh, about the, the the Ukraine situation and uh, through uh, the collective refugié also mm-hmm. that we're part of, uh, we want to to create communication and mm-hmm. and establish communication with the authorities as we've d- did before, in order to answer all those questions. I know how busy you were last summer when the there was. Uh, the situation in Af- Afghanistan. So I get the impression that this this workload is is just more and more on a very small organisation. I think we need to point that out as well. I mean, how many people do you have? Working? We are three employees in right. Israel. Have you had any extra support from the government? Um, no, we didn't have any extra support from the government. We are actually uh, funded by different, uh, we value uh, the diversity in funding. We see the importance of our job because we have five to ten people a day coming to the legal uh, to seek legal support, information, administrative support, and also not only beneficiaries themselves, but uh, lawyers contact us, uh, social assistants, and this work is not funded in a durable way by by public institution. We have been getting support, like small support from the Ministry of Justice, from also the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, but this is not enough to be to have a sustainable mm-hmm. sustainable activity mm-hmm. and uh, that's why we decided to now uh, launch a crowdfunding um, campaign uh, in order to in order also for the citizens who want to participate and and yeah have a have an impact on our job here in Luxembourg 
to get involved with us and uh, and uh, to support us. Okay, so how can people donate? Where I, I guess all the information will be on your website. Exactly. Um, so they can de- make a financial donation there, and it can come from, I guess, from individuals. But can can you also take donations maybe from a company or from a law firm that are able to support you in some way? Yes, yes, and we've had support before from law firms in Luxembourg. So yes. People can uh, can donate to us on Litchi, on Startnext, depending depending on what they prefer. And uh, of course, um, if companies want to get involved uh, financially, but also um, if uh, we have contact with the law firm who work with us in the in the legal unit cell, um, and this is very important to carry on the research and to carry on like uh, our activities on a daily basis. Okay, so there are a number of ways people can get involved. You can get involved by donating. Um, so go to passerelle.lu. That link will be on our social media and on our website. Um, so passerelle.lu, you will find the, all the bank details there. But if there's anyone who is... Um, working in a company in Luxembourg where you think there's a foundation attached to your company or HR looking for a project. Um, Maybe you need three or four people within the company to propose this project to your company. Please, please think about that and please do it because, um, I mean, we have a lot of community shows at ARA that are run by refugees. So I know the work that Passerelle does from the people that I work with because they've many of them have been helped by passerelle so i can only you know ask our listeners to 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 think about it and to reach out ambra thank you so much for coming in today is there anything else that we've missed that we really need to address today no i think we covered a lot of topics already today uh, thank you very much for your support and yeah don't hesitate to reach out to us thank you thank you